and welcome to Shungite Reality. It is June 1st, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon and Mark Joseph. So, Derek, how are we doing? We have an exciting day today. You're going to start us another show. I'm very excited about it. Yep. Looking forward to it. Going to get deep into the woohoo on that show. So, yeah, it should be good. Awesome. And you're doing good. You're Other doing than struggling mute button there we go <laughs> yeah things open on the computer yeah well when i first started out on radio jp the owner of uh, wolf spirit said to me the word he said the hardest part of radio is the mute button <laughs> and i found out very quickly what he meant so, yeah exactly especially when you got a, a chat room screen up which i'm trying to keep open today hopefully no internet drama there but oh yeah no, it'll be good. So I'm excited about it. And Mark, how are you? Good morning, doing? everybody. Looking forward to the new show also, and and what revelations we have um, from last week's uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, super moon and and over the weekend holiday weekend. I didn't see any eclipse. Where the heck was that eclipse showing? Not it that was a lunar. One. Yeah, yeah. Not that I looked. I mean, I saw the full moon. I'm very unimpressed with the moon. You know, it's like it's just a it's just a vehicle out there. <laughs> I mean, impressed with the vehicle, but not with. This. It, well, you know, it, it's really kind of. This is more like the woo. -woo. I, I got to stop calling your show the woo, -woo show. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. you know the the moon is is one of those things that um it is indicative of not that it has some metaphysical natural metaphysical stuff thing everything in the universe is an energy form and everything affects everything but when you're talking about the moon so many people I mean, think of all the people that go back from when they first got born and they look up and see a moon. How awesome they thought it was. How just, you know, magical they thought it was. And so the moon holds a tremendous amount of, let's say, thought projection. It's special because people have made it special. Not because it's, it's inherently more special than a satellite, any other satellite running around, in my opinion. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Derek? Oh, yeah. And then who knows to what extent they've um, stacked technology and beings and things on the satellite, the moon. So, oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's people out there that say that we keep getting bombarded with some kind of EMF from the moon, that they're, you know, messing with us from that point. I mean, I don't – you know, I was listening to um, – Oh, it was uh, Dr. Carey. Uh, what's her last name? Menesh? And she pointed out something. She said, if you, if you look at how many ways that people are trying to kill the human race, we must be a really hardy race because we're still here. <laughs> you know? And it's true. We're very special beings and we underestimate who and what we are we think of ourselves as these little people on this planet and you know we're not little people we're very very powerful beings if we get to that point in our own personal lives 
Um, that's why I'm excited about the second show. I love I love all my shows, and this show we try to stay within the confines of Shungite or like in in the situation that we find ourselves with the problems that we have. How can Shungite specifically you know help in those areas? But the concept of a metaphysical perspectives and how far can we really take it? Where are we going with us ourselves, you know? And uh, so I'm excited because I know that a lot of good things are going to come out of the show, uh, Derek. You want to just yeah. tell people what you, what to expect so that the people that are watching Shanghai and can't stay for the second show, you know, that they they'll know. Oh, I got to look at this in the replays because it sounds good. So just give them a little blurb of what you think it you want to do with it. Oh, sure. And we're going to be. Um... So no set path we're going to go down. We're going to be all over the place. But again, hence the title, Metaphysical Perspectives. We're going to look at many, many and different different things every week or every show we do, different aspects of reality from just that, the metaphysical perspective. So from deep woohoo levels, not jumping into what's the government doing, this, that, and the other. No, we're going to see how we can, from a metaphysical perspective, not our five senses, have an effect, interact, experience, learn, and manipulate to certain degrees our environment, our immediate environment, things like that. So it's, again, about the what we're just kind of defaulting to metaphysical perspective. So all the other perspectives, because typically we find ourselves as humans um, exploring this reality from our physical perspective, again, our five senses. So we're going to go all woohoo and think about and talk about accessing um, and exploring our reality from your third eye, your heart chakra, because yes, you can experience a reality or an environment from your heart chakra um, and through that, and then ignore your five senses first. Um, so just another, again, just that another way of exploring our reality um, and hopefully everybody going along for the ride and sharing their perspective as well. So no set concrete structure, not like any of our shows are, um, but we're going to go a little deeper into the, like we like to call it, the woohoo realms. So it should be fun. Yes, it should be fun. It should be a lot of uh, education, too. We'll educate ourselves because we'll talk about things we haven't talked about before. Oh, what about that? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, because every time that we have a show, in my opinion, we are affecting the superconsciousness of humanity. And, you know, our thoughts don't just, you know, go away. They congeal in the, the, the superconsciousness. There's a lot of different names for it, but I just think of it as the, you know, the depository of every thought that's ever been. And if you don't have other people feeding that energy, then it kind of like, you know, goes to the back of the room but if you've got people like us out there talking all the time about metaphysics and about the power of human beings, you know, you're feeding that into it and, and, and reinforcing it. And that's why I do radio, you know. And I can tell you, having started up the uh, Cosmic Chronicles, uh, Cosmic Reality Chronicles, which normally plays in the two to four slot. But what we're doing is that right now it's only every every other week that Derek's going to have this show. We'll see what falls out. But it'll be every other week. And every other week you'll have a Cosmic uh, Reality Chronicle, which goes back. Right now I'm doing 2016. And it's stunning to me 
how what we were saying in 2016, you can see that what's happening now is 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 absolutely coinciding with what we were seeing then and what we were doing then as far as influencing the subconscious of humanity. And we weren't alone. We're never alone. But um, it's very, very interesting to see the continuity in the messaging. I mean, some of the stuff that we were saying then, we're saying now. Maybe with a different emphasis to it. But it's very, very interesting. Um, I want to I tell you guys, unless somebody's got something to say about that subject. But, no, no, go right ahead. Okay. Um, I... I had the, the the county came and dug up the street and put in a flood control thing and screwed up all of our swales, you know, the area outside the front near the street. And then they came in and they put all this sod in with grass. But for some reason, they must have run out of it by the time they got to me. I'm the only one on the street that doesn't have it. Well, half of my, you know, about a quarter of the front yard was done. And so finally they bring it, but this stuff was so dead that, you know, it was like, oh, this is not going to work. So my neighbor next door, he, uh, his hose would, uh, he, he's, you know, maybe 50 feet from the street. I'm 200 feet from the street, but his hose would, and he's got water pressure, like, woof. So I was able to water basically the swale that had this new sod in it that was dead. It was sawed. It didn't have very much grass in it at all. And I'm watering and I'm watering and I'm watering about five days and I'm not seeing too much activity in this in this grass. So I decided to go out and get some seeds. If I'm watering all this stuff, I might as, I'm putting a lot of water on it. Let me put the seeds out. So I get some uh, seeds uh, that are poor drought conditions. Uh, it's called Bermuda grass and it's for South Florida. So I p- get it and I put uh, about two tablespoons of shungite powder in it. And I don't know if it was shungite powder or shungite silver powder because the they were both in the same container for a while. <laughs> and now I'm thinking that I might have the raw because it was I didn't have too much of the, the shungite silver. But the raw has picked up just by sitting next to the silver, the energy f- field. And so I think it was raw. But it was still holding uh, the energy field of the sh- of the silver. But I think it'll happen with the raw too. So anyway, I put it in with the seeds, and these seeds they come with some kind of a blue coating on them, and it supposedly helps keep the seed uh, hydrated. And the powder just attached itself. All the seeds there wasn't any powder in the b- bottom of the bag. They all got covered with this this shungite powder. So. I put it down, and by then I knew that this was a real long shot of getting the seeds to grow because they're supposed to be drought-resistant, but you got to have them things wet for 10 days before they start to sprout and do their thing. And I'm thinking, I can't put that much. If it was my water, but it's not. It's my neighbor's water. Uh, I can't put that much down. So, But anyway, I, I keep watering. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you... the. I took a picture of the day that I put the seeds down there covered with shungite. Two days later, I walked out there and I, I, got, I did a double take because there was so much grass. 
And it's not the seeds. It's like the shungite itself caused the, the grass to just take off. It's rather stunning. Um, so I don't know that there's any seeds that are going to come up, but boy, putting that... Because the, with, it, with it being on the little seeds, when I'm watering, it's taking the shungite down into the soil area. But it's probably holding the powder... So the powder's not blown away and everything else, because it was no blow away. It just went down really nice. So um, anyway, something that people should really think about. And I probably used a lot more powder than I needed uh, to do this, but that's what I used. So I just wanted to pass on that, because there. Well, Derek, you know, there's been the one that I saw was uh, a Russian uh, test, and they had a potato field. And half the potato field they put the shungite on, and that half of the field that they put the shungite had 100% more potatoes grow in it than the other one. You know, I mean, that's that's the beauty of shungite. But what do you suppose is actually at the, at the root of that? Is it just energy, or does the shungite have something else in it that is like a fertilizer or something? Growth hormone. <laughs> I think it's mostly energy being, and then of course shungite's carbon, so um, and that's what everything's built up down here. But I think it's it's just uh, it makes that entire environment just more active energetically, of course, on the orgone or invisible energy um, levels. But it just it gets stuff moving, so then there's more energy for the seeds to germinate and then respond to the push and pull of the moon, depending on what phase we're in and all that stuff. So I think it's mostly energy you know energy encompasses a whole lot just saying that word of course but yeah i don't know if it actually uptakes some of the particles or not into the um the plant itself i guess that depends on each plant but regardless all plants respond to shungite which tells you and not all plants will uptake that physical particle and or what's in shungite into their their self which tells you it is energy at least on a huge portion because shungite does have an effect on all plants um well, that willow tree, Nancy, we were talking about the other day in our um, our old Darrington place, how it almost, you know, it probably grew by a third in the few years we were there, and it was already a hundred-year-old tree. It should not have, I don't know how you would say that, third, you know, uh, <laughs> added on and that much more girth and just length to itself, depending on branches and or trunk, in that few years that we were in Darrington. Um, and clearly it was Shungite, because that's the only thing that changed, and we put it on there. So, no, I, did. I think it's mostly energy. You said a willow tree. Was it willow or maple? Maple. I keep saying, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Willow. It looks like willow tree because the maple tree branches got so long, they actually touched the ground now. Um, they actually folded over, made like a canopy within the tree over just a couple few years we were there, um, where it would generally take a whole lot longer. And, and Maureen <laughs> said that if you two got on either side of the tree, you might be able to touch fingers. Reaching out to one another. That that's oh, yeah. how big this yeah. sucker is. Yep, the diameter um, or the yeah the you know the, the space around the trunk. Absolutely. Oh, it's massive. Um, it's it's really huge. It's yeah. It was a big one. Well, now this then, is, Darrington's the same place where after your first year of living there, and and probably a half a million bees went into the environment. The locals, because you were new, were telling you that. Oh well, you know this. All this, this, these flowers and and all of these trees and the the apple trees were so there's so many apples on them that they were breaking old limbs. 
um, that we don't normally have this, but you knew that, that the answer was the Shungite bees had gone through and not only pollinated, but had actually, because when they would leave the hive, they'd rub up against the Shungite. Little particles of Shungite were all over the place now, too. So um, did, you, did you see that happen, like, in the last year? When, when you go back there now, I mean, is it more lush? It, it, it held. It didn't just disappear. It wasn't an aberration that it was one season. No, that's a good point. So yes, it stayed. So it, it continues to be extra um, pollinated and lush, and the growth and the coloring and all of that. Because I don't know how many colonies or in the form of a swarm we, um, you know, had leave our property and go into the environment from there because we weren't catching them all. We were letting them go. That's what you'd want to do to make sure there's plenty of bees available in the environment on the mountainside. Uh, yeah, so no, they're all over the place, and we only caught a couple of the swarms there. The rest just split and went out and headed into the forest. Um, for those listening, in the environment we're talking about in the city of Darrington, Washington, if you're on our property, you, you have to look up, and you're looking straight up a mountain. So you were that close, and everywhere you turn around, you're just looking at the side of a mountain. So you're in like a um, just a sort of a, I guess you can call it a valley. It's a little small, but... A valley just surrounded by huge forest-covered um, trees. We're in the Cascade Mountains. So lots of places and nooks and crannies for the bees to go. So they definitely did that. And it's definitely an enhanced environment still. So, yeah, no change there. It stayed this way. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll hopefully it stays, continues. Yeah, yeah. Got to – now, you, now you've, you're, you're selling that property and you're – relocating more towards the west towards the water because that's where the the water being the pacific ocean um because that's where the store is so yep, yep. so we're getting close to puget sound it's called this that part of the pacific ocean for those unfamiliar is called the puget sound and that is where we're, we're relocating nancy but also i had another person in here yesterday talking to me about the shungai bees so Long story short, we have several locations now here on the Puget Sound on the coast where we're going to be setting up Shungite beehives for local organic farms and wineries um, and then just observing from there. Somebody's typing away pretty quick there. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else we're, we're doing around here locally. Oh, I was speaking at um, a local event as well. We So we gifted out a bunch of Shungite powder and nuggets um, that even if we give to somebody who's not familiar with Shungite or doesn't have bees, well, what they'll say is, well, I know a beekeeper or somebody that's getting bees. So more often than not, this Shungite we've been gifting is ending up with bees um, and or farms, gardens, again, or wineries in one of the cases. So, yeah, this, it should be interesting to hear the feedback on all this. And we are, too, by the way, because um, I've been invited to speak another time at, at one of these places. So we're going to ask them and see, you know, so what's it done for your environment? And let me know, you know, what you've done. How you've used it? Yeah, we need we need the people to continue to report, and um, because you know, I mean, yeah, she, Walt and I got together with JP and a few other people talking about Shungite, but what really, really propelled Shungite were all those customers that took a chance on us, and then reported back. I mean, in Shungite reality, the book we wrote. 62 pages of just testimonials and they would that that's what actually drove 
the the entire movement of people understanding about Shanghai was a particip to participation of the people that were there. And I want to say something about the people that were there initially. Yeah, we were on radio and we'd been talking about it for it wasn't very long actually. I got my first um Shungite, I believe it was in March, and by May the Shungite store went live, May fourth. Um and, and within twenty minutes I had twenty minutes a half an hour, I had the first order when the internet went live. But the people that were out there one of the things that, that many people reported was that when you were trying to tell somebody about Shungite well first off if you if you said the word Shungite people would turn around like they knew the word and they you'd get their attention and then if you said well here you got a piece of Shungite in your hand and you would say here this is what it is they wouldn't just look at it they'd grab it out of your hand you know, they had, they had this impulse to grab it. So I think that the people that were out there and listened to us were led to, led to, excuse me. And now what I'm seeing is, uh, you know, you go out there and you got the first group and you got, you know, everything starts to happen and then it didn't ever slow down. It just kept spreading. But from my own experience, it was like, I became less inclined to talk about Shungite and to try to explain it to people because if they're not ready to hear it, they don't hear it. So I just sort of like wasn't really, you know, a uh, evangelist in the the subject of Shungite. But the other day when I was out doing the seeds, the guy that had, you know, uh, Fritz, my next door neighbor, he was out there. We were talking. And he said. Um, I told him, I said, well, I don't know we're going to get enough water on these seeds, but I've got shungite on the seeds. And he was like, what's shungite? And it was that open door that I had felt with the people initially, you know. And I went, whoa, you know. Well, I spent, I think, 45 minutes talking about shungite to that guy out there. Now he's got a shungite house, and he's wearing shungite pendants, silver, the silver uh, pendants. So that was that was in the, you know, midday. Then I go over to Sandy's house and she has friends that she meets on the beach pretty regularly during the summer. And this is such an interesting story. So this guy Matt, years ago when we first started out, you know, she gave him some stickers for their phones. Um but he comes back to her this first time she goes out from being out for winter you know it was the first go back to the beach Matt's there and he said Sandy Sandy what you got to tell me more about the Shungite stuff and because his it turned out that he was familiar with Shungite he had some of it and there was something about Shungite and the C60 and he he just got all excited about the C60 that's in Shungite because his father worked for NASA and they were researching the C60. So it was like uh, she came, she wanted me to give him some nuggets and, you know, I gave him some nuggets and pendants and I didn't have any magnets left. I gotta get more magnets. But um, yeah, so there seems to be another wave of interest in Shungite if within hours two different people are now asking me for more information 
So it should be really exciting, you know, where it all takes us. Anyway, I just wanted to share that too. No, that's awesome. I think well, it'll be interesting to see where everybody goes with it, be it, you know, us average people or the scientists or whomever, um, and see, you know, what we can all figure out. So Yeah. Should be good. Anyway. Um, and you can get the Shungite Reality book at Mystical Wares. You can get it on Amazon, too. But if you go to Mystical Wares, they put a uh, S4 sticker in the book when they send it to you. So it's a it's a financially a better deal. Um, but what would you like to talk about, Mark? Because you've got a list of things there. But do you want to go over what the uh, the show with Solaris yeah, I listened to it over the weekend, a uh, couple hours, really good. Uh, um, I might, we might say that Derek was on the Solera show, what was it, two weeks yeah. ago now. Um, and she's on Revolution Radio. I do have that tape, and sometime, at some point I'll play it. But um, I just wanted to tell the people what we're talking about. Go ahead, please. Um, yeah, no, it was a really good show. I'm helping promote Derek's new show today. Um, one of the things... Because I, I wrote down a bunch of highlights about it. So since you guys were just talking about the Shungai powder, uh, one of the things referenced was this um, science or medical paper that uh, Ratsut who um, ate Shungai powder lived three times longer, and they had to be killed off because they just weren't gonna. I mean, <laughs> they weren't gonna die. So I don't know if Derek can can, can finish that uh, thought there of um, that paper where we could read it because I know in his Shungai bees website there was a a section where it was all science papers about Shungite from Russia and other places. Um, but that, that rat story where, I mean, if we took in, um, uh, what do you call it? Shungite powder, then I mean, how much longer could we live even amidst all of this, um, stuff that's keeping us down? Like you guys said earlier. Yeah, that's a good point. It definitely. So on that rat study and that rat study we're talking about, everyone is available on, um, like Mark was saying, mysticalwares.net website, we have added a new um, page. So if you look at the top, there's tabs or a menu under Shungite FAQ, it'll drop down to Shungite Research. And that's where I've posted 20 something. Um, and as I mentioned before, maybe on the Solaire show, I actually downloaded the studies this time where I could and or the PDFs of the actual study um, and put them on our own server. So they don't, you know, just disappear again, which tends to happen on some of the other websites we have. Uh, the actual studies, they get moved around or just not found on the Internet again. So I'm going to keep looking for other ones as well and share them on the same page. But on that, that is interesting. Um, with the rats, the feeding of the Shungite fine powder to the rats, and just as Mark said, triple their lifespan. But not only rats. I mean, additional studies, scientists have fed Shungite powder to cattle, to chickens, for different reasons, because in cattle, you know, in milk, of course, production, there's a percentage of infection and things going on. And that was all affected in a positive way with the addition of shungite powder to the feed. And then the same with chickens um, and their egg production and then the other aspects of that. So it's and it's not just a, a rat, a cattle and a chicken thing. It's a living entity thing. So, yeah, shungite has an effect on. Any living and and not just living, but other things as well, um, entities in this environment. So again, plants, insects, 
um, humans, animals, all of us. And it doesn't have to be consumed or anything like that. But yeah, in these studies, it has been and does have an effect. Because, of course, and in various other studies, um, shungite's been shown to have an effect on what's called free radicals, rad particles, um, which is radiation particles. Again, glyphosate, Roundup weed killer, same thing. Not just that particular recipe of chemicals, glyphosate I'm talking about, or Roundup, but other ones, many other ones. If it's a harmful, what we would call toxic um, concoction, I guess I'll just call it, call it that, for us, well, shungite's going to have an effect on it because it does have a, a biocompatible frequency or energy to it, um, which is also a great idea why so many people are putting shungite in their water and they have for hundreds of years to structure that water. Scientists call that M-state water, living water, homeopathy, lots of ways of explaining this, but it does, and shungite that is, have an effect on its environment. And in the case of water, that's a whole nother environment being in that liquid form. Well, on the molecular level, so if you use your imagination and zoom all the way down to those little molecules, you can kind of compare it to a maybe a thousand piece puzzle in a box that was put together. It gets those molecules of water I'm talking about get all shook up or disarranged, just kind of convoluted by being in our harmful environment, meaning frequencies, energies going through mechanical pumps, electrical pumps, 45 degree turns in pipes and things like that. So long story short, when you turn on your tap and get a drink of water, those water molecules are all, again, shook up like a like a that thousand piece puzzle analogy I was saying. And you can't tell what's going on and neither can your body. So when you drink that water straight out of the tap that, of course, often has chlorines, fluorides and other things they put in it. Well, your body sees it as non biocompatible and you release most of it. But if you, again, add that shungite to it or you can love your water and actually hold it um, and put a frequency in that way. It aligns it molecularly so your body sees it as water on the molecular scale, and then it's biocompatible, and you'll absorb a higher percentage of it. Um, and the same thing with the rats. So it moved energies within them, removed toxins, the precursors to cancer, um, things like that. And that's why the, the rats had such great results until the scientists decided to end the study and the rats. Um, but, you know, we can extrapolate from that on, on how shungite has an effect. And again, it's not just a, a, a rodent thing. It can be many, many other animals. Um, so I, I suggest everybody get creative with it. Well, when I first got the shungite, my dog Josie was like virtually hours from passing. She was very old at the time. And my friend uh, Lee Brown had, had brought some. She had just got them. She got them in the mail the day before she came down here to visit with me. And when she, she, I know she's got this shungite, I put one of the pendants on Josie's collar. She was so good in 24 hours that I initially forgot to give her her medication. And that dog lived, I think, another two years. And I mean, I've gone through a lot of dogs. I know when a dog is about to leave. And it was like, no. And, and in the end, she wanted to leave. She's like, God, you know, get me out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm old. I can't get around really well. Yeah, but you're still alive, but I'm not comfortable. You know, I just want to go home, like Dolly says. So, um, it, it was, it was phenomenal to me. That, that was, that and the fact that I felt the EMF 
in my house shift when she put the Shungite ring on the antenna of the Wi-Fi system. It was like, what the hell just happened, <laughs> you know? Um, but one of the stories I remember was from one of the people that had chickens. And she had this very old chicken that she loved very much. And, you know, again, time was up for the chicken. But she started to feed, uh, put the nuggets in the water and, and the feed, okay? I think chickens drink, drink water. Anyway, she put the shungite in, in the, the they do. what do they call it, the hive? Not the hive, the hen house. And when she wrote us, it was, I think, a couple of weeks later. And her very old and sick chicken was like a youngster again. I don't know how long she lasted after that, but, um, yeah, those are the kind of reports. We got a lot of reports from animals having the... Because the animal isn't questioning what's happening, you know? Why, a black rock's going to save me? I don't think so. No, that's not happening. They're just responding to the energetic field of the Shungite that's cleaning out their system. And I'll say something else about the, the structured water thing, Derek. To me, what happens is that you take a 90-degree turn or you go 100 feet down a pipe, the water molecules actually stop spinning. In a brook, everything is, is moving and churning and everything starts to you know, spin around and get moving. Well, when the, when the molecules are actually moving correctly, the water molecules are moving biocompatible, and, and they're, they're being fueled by a source that's moving them. In the case of a brook, it's the motion of the water off bouncing off of rocks and stuff. But when you've got um, shungite, it's the energy field itself that starts them spinning. And what I see happening in the water that you get this concept of structured water, it's the spinning works with all the others that are spinning and they get into now they're not independent molecules just randomly about they begin to do a resonance thing and coalesce into a formable uh, structured const construct if you will but it's the most important thing is the water gets alive again it starts moving again in the shungite field that's what I see No, I agree. That on many levels, uh, that's it's like aerating. We were talking about your fish tank before the show, Nancy. Of course, um, and it's like aerating a fish tank. It moves, that oxygenates it. In this, in this case, not oxygen molecules, but moves the energy. There's more to work with in that environment, and less, less stagnant energy or stuff you have to push against. Moving energy, um, you know, is, is called biocompatible, but it's less resistance. So be it a plant, animal, or whatever, you're going to do better in a uh, energy, a moving energy environment, and that even means yes on the invisible energy layers or levels. Well, we so, know yeah. we we know that water acts. It, it, well, according to Walt, water is like the number one battery store of Oregon. You know, and I'm wondering, you know, what happens to the Oregon energy in stagnant water, water that's not alive do, do, you know I mean that, that's something that uh, we should look at at some point 
you know, is moving water per allowing the uh, the uh, organ to flow, to leave, or does it just act as a more? Because you got the, all these videos and pictures of UFOs, these saucer things above water, and there's there's a really cl- clear video out there shows a UFO, you know, it's a saucer type over this body of water and it, it there's all this activity between the wa- the surface of the water and the vehicle itself like the vehicle was was pulling the organ right out of the water so again there's so much about shungite that just needs more and more and more research uh it's uh it's phenomenal my experience in the mineral business Derek you probably had the same thing is that something would become very popular but within four months it it lost its power you know no what happens is that you get a piece of uh, new rock you know the nebula rock new, new mineral oh my god this thing does everything and so People start to to get excited about it. They start to buy it, and they start to go out. And the people that are the naysayers say, "Oh, that's just bullshit," you know. And pretty soon, you see that the this thing that seemed to have all of this really amazing capability, just you know, it doesn't seem to be as vibrant as it was. It's because of all those naysayers. Oh no. Well, I expected that the Chungite was not gonna was gonna follow that pattern. And so for, for, like I say, the first four months I was excited about it, but I was not willing to bet the farm on it because I'd seen this happen too many times. And all I see about Shungite is it keeps getting more powerful. It's worldwide now. I mean, think about what we've cut in since 14. In 14, there were three places that you could get Shungite in the United States. Two of them only had the nuggets. The other one only was had jewelry made of shungite, mostly elite. Um, that was it. Now you go in there and you're going to find hundreds and hundreds of sites for shungite. There's not a metaphysical mineral shop out there that wouldn't have shungite. You know, so shungite's the real deal. Just keeps getting more powerful. Yeah, I remember when it was hard to find, and then actually I'd say the name Shungai, and somebody come back, what are you talking about? Some Evidently some rapper's name um, is similar to that, and I forget what his name was, but it must be similar to Shungai, because everybody said, you're talking about a rapper? I'm like, no, it's a mineral, a rock, and and now you know it's everywhere. And let's say rapper, I mean um, a music artist. Um, so there's, it's, yeah, it was interesting to see that evolution of people actually you know, coming around with the term and realizing it now. And now mystical wares, it's every day and people, well, where's your shungite? It's like walking in, where's your quartz? It's just as popular. And then, yeah, Mark, did you have um, more you want to Yeah, uh, referencing that uh, rapper thing. So that was Paranormal Karen. Um, those were some good interviews you had where she was calling shungite shugnite. So, oh, that's right. And she kept calling it that. That was funny. But didn't didn't you do a recent interview with her? Um, or, or when was the last one? Because I know you could find those on YouTube easily and like um, iTunes is a, a podcast app. 
Yeah, I think I did oh, maybe a month ago or so. So not too long ago, we did an interview. Um, yeah, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, Paranormal Karen. Okay, so that's pretty new. Um, mm-hmm. So I was, while you guys were talking, I was looking, trying to look for the uh, rat study. I didn't, uh, oh, here it is. Okay, so I found, I didn't find it in the Mystical Where Shungat Science page. Maybe it was, it was like buried deep in one of the details, but I went into the Shungat Beehive's uh, front page and then scrolled down. And so... It has a couple links here, but um, I think it was, um, what is it, June 2015, uh, quoting Fullerene C60 administration doubles rat lifespan with no toxicity. But what intrigued me more, or just as much, was that um, it does a telomere increase. So, uh, what is that, 0.258? I think I'm going to post that in the group later this week, the Shanghai group on Facebook. But, uh, because I'm big on life extension and... uh, this is a, a pretty, pretty good highlight, and, and you know, should not be used for um, um, what do you call it, health and energetic level, like you guys keep talking about. So, is is that the is that the study? Because I know you said three it, times. It, Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's when you're talking about. It says it's any antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects of shungite against ultraviolet B irradiation-induced skin damage. In hairless mice big comment there i know um but yeah that's a link to one of the rat studies that i just put in the um the chat room for those that are there okay great thank you um let me see oh so one of the um highlights in in the uh, solaris show was uh especially especially since i'm big on on studying the uh, uh vaccine um what do you call it um the shot uh, uh shedding and transmission thing that you were noticing, um, uh, you working as a medical intuitive, that uh, people's root chakras were, um, what do you call it, less cohesive, hazy, and slowing down. And that it's not, it's partly could be from those things, but uh, many things causing it. Um, and then Solaris was saying something about it's from aerial warfare. I didn't know what she meant by that. So I don't know if you could uh, elaborate on those things. Oh, sure. Um Yes, excuse me. What we're talking about is um, so yes, in in some individuals, I have to watch my word in here. Um, that I have had sessions with and and look at using the medical intuitive um, aspects of what I do. So literally, I can see into their body and their energy centers and actually see the the toroidal energy fields around the organs and um, are what we call chakras and nerve centers and things like that. So. Yes, in the root chakra area, um, I've seen a slowing down of our, we'll just go with the terms we all know, our root chakra. Um, so our grounding center, it actually slows it down. And I wasn't aware of that. And, then, but they sh- and I'm talking about the vaccine, the shot, and I don't know if it's all of them or not. I don't ask individuals anything like that specifically. So I don't know if it's the you know, specific vaccine or the Johnson & Johnson one or whatever. But in, across the board, if they alert me that they've, after and I, I do the reading, we'll call it first, and then they'll tell me some more information after the fact. Um, and then often it's like, well, I was worried about that, whether it would have an effect on this. I'm like, well, you know, it does. So what I see is that donut-like toroidal energy field that we can, you know, we can all visualize that around our root chakra. It actually slows down. Or think of it. How do I explain that? Let's say there was like smoke in it, and there's not. But let's say there was like smoke in it, and then you waved your hand through there. It just kind of disperses it and it takes a certain amount of time for it to become cohesive again or look like an actual toroidal field 
So it'd be like a stream of water. And I haven't talked about it to this level. So it's, I'm kind of having to make this up as I go on the explanation um, or the description. But it's it disrupts the the normal energy channels or flows within us so that the energy our energy centers and or chakras um, get just mixed up. It's it's not cohesive. They're not in alignment. So then you have issues connecting with your root chakra. Well, then that gives you another physical symptom of not being able to earth or ground. And then that does another. It all ties together. But if your energy centers get disrupted for whatever reason that is, and in this case, it's uh, the vaccines, well, then that compounds into other not just energy symptoms, but physical symptoms to where, and then it's just a snowball effect happens. Um, so actually some people uh, as well, some of the, the ladies, the females, they're actually getting a, and I see it in there, a, a tension or pressure. It's, it's almost like their insides are being pulled towards that, um, that grounding chakra or the root chakra. So it's, but it's very disruptive. It's not, it's not that Nice, normal, again, donut-like flow where the energy is just kind of flowing, going up and down. And then if you use your imagination and feelings, you can actually release excess energies in that flow. Kind of like a funnel if you look down it. But let's say that funnel's clogged or not moving in the right direction or any direction. It's kind of everywhere. Well, then you're not going to release those excess energies. And scientists will tell you it's electrons. And if you don't go hug a tree or ground or root, those electrons will have an effect on the free radicals, things that shouldn't be in your body and a lot of it's physical stuff. And if those stay there long enough, well, that's where tumors come from. And then we all know what tumors turn into cancers, things like that. Um, so it's, it's a big picture thing, but you always want your energy centers moving, grounding, um, just the energy flowing. But yeah, so Mark, it has had a huge effect like you had brought up um, where Solaris and I were talking about the root chakra doing that but then when Solaris was actually talking about well there's different particles and things and sometimes it's frequencies in our our air or space environment outside of us um, as well that are that get carried in of course because we breathe and then even stuff in the air that lands on our skin will show up because it's nano-sized particles and I'm not sure many people are talking about that but you don't have even have to breathe this stuff it gets on your skin and again, I've talked about it before, but 26 seconds, anything you touch, those particles can be found in your bloodstream in seconds. And that's, again, stuff in the air as well. And it doesn't have to pass through your lungs. They can go right through your skin and then have an effect on your energy centers as well. So you, we're all it's a it's an environment that we can learn and expand into. I, I choose to see it as one aspect, putting us in the um, a certain environment so that we expand and realize ways to go around. So it's like coming up against a wall. Well, learn a way to either take down the wall, go around it, go over it, go under it. It's just a lesson. Um, and that, maybe that's a little woohoo talk for the next show. But, um, yeah, there are things we can do. So I'll kind of leave it there for right now. Great. Thank you. Yeah, um, the reason that one, that intrigued me so much because uh, I've been following the whole thing with the Frankenshots and especially uh, Karen McDonald's um, – detailing of it, who's a, a Canadian uh, holistic healer, former RN and scalar wave specialist. And uh, she breaks down the um, frequencies of what's in the mRNA. So it's like crazy stuff from biowarfare agents to uh, venoms. So people can YouTube and bitch shoot her um, details. And she even gives uh, frequencies to counter that partially. Um, and the details was that uh, this is a 
sterilization of on males and females, mostly females. So this is um, these are basically acts of war, planet side and anti-life. And uh, um, yeah, people can keyword search Project Coast on self-spreading uh, vaccines. Mike Adams does a great breakdown on that on Brighton in his daily uh, Health Ranger report. But uh, going back to um, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, your interview with with Solaris. Uh, one of the things that intrigued me was. Let me see, what was it? Um, oh, you mentioned medical personnel using Shanghai to help move patients' energies and help helping the patients heal on their own. So, and you were mentioning chiropractors, and, and uh, I don't know if you can detail that because that was pretty interesting with, um, you know, people who are on the materialistic side and conventional starting to bridge over to um, the things you're doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what you're talking about, what we were talking about also in that show was um, so and it's not just up here in the, the northwest or Washington states, but there are I don't know how many chiropractors and medical doctors and nurses now using Shungite, um, not just on themselves and their families. I mean, because I have sessions with them. They'll come here to my office and we'll sit here for an hour and, and talk about it. And they'll tell me what they're doing um, and or simply come here to purchase Shungite rubber, which is. Um, think for those that aren't familiar, just like the you know a mouse pad type of rubber sort of deal um, uh, with shungite S4 blended into it. So the fine shungite powder with silver particles blended in and then mixed into the rubber. So it's it's a more malleable way of say if you have a leg injury, a back injury, because it wouldn't be so convenient to of course grab a bunch of shungite nuggets, throw it on a a massage table, a chiropractor table, and lay down on it. it wouldn't work real well. But the same frequency or energy of course, can be transferred into, in this in this conversation, a piece of rubber that you can then form as like a, a pad and lay on it or wrap it around an injury. Um, and you'll see just hundreds of times of improvement in recovery and just straight up time and how fast you heal, if not instantly. Um, and then there's been countless muscle testing um, uh, experiments done here locally in Mystical Wares at chiropractors. Um, offices here nearby that I've been told about by the actual chiropractors themselves. Um, or another example, I've had straight up medical doctors come in here um, and just asking questions. And they don't tell me what they, they don't walk in. I'm Dr. So-and-so, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm Bob or whoever, and I have a session with you. That's usually all I know. And then at the end, and it's happened, I don't know how many times now, well, by the way, Dr. So-and-so or nurse or you know, whoever referred me and so I wanted to hear more about it. And, and then they end up walking out with Shungite in different forms and using it themselves. And then they will refer people back to Shungite and basically talk about how well it works. So that's actually the exciting part for me is to see these typically more often than not 3D um, kind of grounded people. I'll just kind of term it that way um, that, that tend to you know, stay within the physical reality more so being open to these other aspects, the, you know, the metaphysical aspects, the ones that are invisible and then seeing uh, an effect with it and then using it themselves. So that's the interesting part for me. Um, and that can be on a massage therapist's uh, table or a, again, a chiropractor's table or chair that they're using. And the Shanghai rubber, I keep bringing it up because that is a big one. I think mostly just out of convenience of use and it's not like it wears out because um, you can reuse it all over the place and then you can cut it into smaller pieces. So it's it's been used in, I even, I don't know, about a year ago, created a, an eye mask for sleeping if it's like it's light in your environment too soon. 
or sleep on a plane sort of thing. But others have now expanded on that and done that too for different therapies for migraines, um, different wraps for uh, around your neck for for issues there. But lots of uses for it. So it's been a it's been quite a ride to to hear how they're doing it and using it. I'd like to just say that okay when when we first got the shungite rubber, it was one of those energies that I had been working with so many energies and I said Walt had made the rubber up we had shungite in the rubber and I said can you give me a piece of that that's flat I just want to see what you know what kind of therapy you can do this way so when I got it the first thing that I tweaked on was I had felt that energy before because every time you put shungite in a different medium there is of course a different frequency it's shungite based but there's other stuff in it so it's different frequencies and this one you know and it was like I felt this I felt this energy before and it took me a little bit but I realized it was the energy of a cat's purr and I at that point and I've told this story so many times but it's so an example of, of what happens I had been going to the chiropractor for 25 years at least every three weeks sometimes more now I went so for so long that I didn't pay any money to the chiropractor. He's my friend. He said, you've spent enough money here. No more. Don't pay me anymore. So when I stopped going to the chiropractor because I was sleeping on and sitting on the Shungite rubber, it wasn't because of money. And I love these people. It was because I didn't need them anymore. The Shungite rubber was working in a frequency that actually helps adjust your skeletal system. They know in you know conventional medicine that putting the frequency of the cat purr uh, in, in an area where a bone needs to be knit, you know, just play the frequency, the bone knits faster. So when you're dealing with the Shungite rubber, it is just astounding. I mean, I didn't even, I just kept this thing and, and did, I think it was like three months before I ever said we're ready to go with this you know because I was so sure that this was what it was and it's never it, it keeps getting better it just keeps getting better because now Derek's got it they've got a better form of the rubber they've got um, is it the, I mean some of the some of because you, 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 you're testing all the time that's why I waited so long we tried different types of rubber because in the first batch I put it down for the cats, and they tore apart. They just, they, I went in there, and it was all in pieces because it was too easily to tear it, you know. And now I think, isn't the rubber you got now, you couldn't possibly tear it? Or you could if you had scissors, but it's pretty it's pretty rugged. I've never had any of your stuff, you know. Have yeah, any a lot more durable now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was your wife, Maureen, <laughs> concocting it. <laughs> Right? Isn't was she the one that went to the to the new medium? Yeah, yeah. That's and she's the one. She's the one that actually blends it, makes it all. And I just kind of wanted to come at it from a less toxic perspective, and there was a lot of venting, having it. So just more harmful chemicals in the early incarnation. So we went through a few types of the the rubber and the mixture and the blends, and then um, yeah, came out with the one we have now that Maureen does make, and it works fantastic. So you can even tear it if needed so that you can um because it's not a volume thing it's size thing it's just getting it in an environment so it can be modified it can be cut to shape or size and things like that more useful in its new form 
Yeah, I've got a piece of it in my shoe. Oh, I, sure. You know, I mean, I just keep it, whatever shoe I've got on. And you only need one, one piece of it. You don't have to have them in both because you, know, you just need the one. And I, to me, in my body, I'm right-handed. I put it in the left shoe. I don't know if somebody that was, you know, that that's true for everybody. But you just play, you know, put it in one shoe, put it in the other shoe, and see what you feel with it. But in my case, it's the left shoe that I, I put them in. Um, yeah, so it, it's once you get to start using it, you're going to be very, very surprised. You'll want that. Y you sit on it. You sleep on it. You put it in your shoes. It, it, like I say, I'm not, it's not wearing out. No. No, it works well. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, people put it in their... I had a guy walk in here and yank a beanie off his head, a little beanie hat, like a skull cap sort of thing, um, and show me, he says, look, I've lined it with shungite rubber, and my, you know, migraines are gone, the headaches, the pressures, the tensions, and oh, yeah. So it, <laughs> Walt, it, did, Walt did that, too. One day oh, he, had a base, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a baseball cap on, and I was on Skype with him, and I said, why are you wearing the baseball cap in the house? And he said... Oh, and he takes it off, and this was really in the beginning. And he had all sorts of shungite in that hat. I don't even remember all of it, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, there's another another way to use shungite. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're getting into now, and I'll be the first one doing it, but putting, think the shungite paint. So uh, for those that aren't familiar, we have just, think like a... Uh, a nail polish sized little jar of shungite paint, so it's just a, a non-toxic fingernail polish um, that we add the S4 powder blend to, and then eyeglasses. So your glasses, the little, and you might know Nancy better than me, but and I'm wearing a pair right now. Whatever those little things are that hang on your nose, the little holders of the glasses, you can actually paint on the inside so it's not touching your nose, a little bit of the paint um, for, think, tension headaches, things like that. So it's another way, I'm just giving an example, of getting shungite in that environment if it's, say, your head, say you're having tension headaches or too many tinnitus-like symptoms, pressures, pulses, ringing in the ears. And those are just aspects of our greater environment, but they can be uncomfortable. So sometimes it's best to have that energy moving quicker, um, and that's one way of doing it without you know having to wear that whole tinfoil shungite hat if you don't want to walk around in a beanie or baseball cap all day. You can add it to glass, eyeglasses, and things like that in small amounts. Um, so just a suggestion there. Jeez. Mark, you got something else? Are you muted? I know we are coming up on break, too, so I'm just watching. Oh, wow. I would, thank you for that. I didn't even notice it. So why don't we just go to break? Yeah. It's uh, three, minutes and three, 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 three minutes and 20 seconds, and it's our Shungite, We the People.
And welcome back to the Shungite Reality. It's June 6, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit and Mark Joseph. And we've just gone through the one of the quickest hours I've ever gone through. Are you guys back here with me? I am, thank you. Yes. Okay, awesome. Mark, I just asked you if you had something else you wanted to ask Derek. Yeah, so going back to that rat study, I found um, the article. Uh, what is it? Um, it's it links back to uh, uh, April 2012. Fullerene C60 administration doubles uh, rat lifespan with no toxicity. It's the KurzweilAI.net um, article, so people can find it that way. But it's got the two articles listed and um, the telomere uh, lengthening. Uh, detail too, so that's Thank you really for good. That, Mark, I shared the wrong link earlier, so I appreciate you putting that up there. It, the one was the other skin damage one I put up there, and so no, I appreciate that. Yeah, and the second one just for, um, and this is all on the Shungite. Um, is it beehives dot com? Um, about midway through the page, if you scroll down, but um, uh, uh, see the other one is a soccer ball molecule of youth. Fullerene C60 increases lifespan by 90 plus percent and protects against free radicals. That's the uh, Subversity News. Um, don't have the date, but should be enough there. Uh, yeah, uh, so going back to the Solaris, um, what do you call it, uh, talk. Uh, one of the things that intrigued me, because you see this everywhere, New Age stores, um, uh, what do you call it, um, natural food stores of, of copper um, drinking, what do you call it, uh, bottles. And, um, you know, I always thought they were 
good to use. And I actually got sick from it. I, at least I thought I did. And um, you were mentioning in the show not to drink from copper. And I know that uh, uh, copper works good with Shanghai. And, and um, you guys have detailed that on the show for years of uh, a better life force flow, at least with the copper. But as far as copper using it for um, human consumption, but then would three rocks in the copper bottle do anything? Uh, I wonder if you could detail us on that, Derek. Thanks. Oh, sure. Yeah, and actually, so um, because of the copper, uh, often a lot of the copper we have, be it a, a container or a pot or pan, and I've actually seen copper pots and pans and things. Now, it's not a biocompatible copper. Um, and actually, I'd be hesitant to even use on any metal utensil or cooking device, pots, pans, things like that. Um, not using metal on metal because, of course, it sloughs off small particles of metal during the process of cooking. Um, and the same with copper. Um, but, you know, there's different types of, of copper, and I'm not familiar with them all or all the utensils out there. But I do – I am hesitant to put – if somebody opts for a, a copper-lined um, water container – uh, having anything in there, even the Shungite nuggets, because again, it's going to bounce around. It's you're going to have metal on metal to one degree, um, or particles sloughing off. So typically, I like to drink out of, of course, you know, wood, ceramic, or glass um, containers that won't have those harmful particles coming off of them. And then I'm not sure where else we went on that topic with Solaris and, and myself, Mark. Um, did we go deeper into that that we wanted to get into here? Um. I mean, as far as the copper thing, but then it went further into uh, consuming food using uh, metal utensils and then the pots and pans recommendation. I, I've always liked uh, uh, those topics that were that were covered. Um, yeah, if you could. And if, oh, yeah. if Shungai would do anything like to influence those materials while cooking. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. And actually, I... I almost hesitate to even talk about it because I got to figure out a, a way first and you'll see what I'm getting at here in a moment, but using shungite during cooking. So yes, we have shungite tiles. So think a piece of tile flat on, on all sides and edges, like a little, uh, you know, flat rectangular square. You can actually put food on that. We've had, um, copper, what would we call it? A, um, a TV tray sort of thing lined with shungite rubber and then, so somebody used it, sat their food down on it on accident. It was actually avocados. So think a, a vegetable that's going to um, ripen really quickly once it's exposed to air. It'll start to oxidize, change colors, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what they did was put their lunch down on that piece of shungite rubber just by happenstance. It was there, so it wasn't a planned thing. And it sat there the whole day, and she knew for sure when she came back. Um, well, you know, that avocado went bad. She missed her lunch opportunity because it's not the first time, but... Of course, the in this case, the avocado did not ripen to the degree it would have or had in the past from being left out um, in a circumstance like this. So that was reported back to us. And what I was actually alluding to in the beginning just a moment ago was we have small shungite bowls. So little tiny bowls, um, the smallest one, maybe, I don't know, two, three inches across the diameter. It's a carved bowl. So it's actually a solid chunk of regular shungite. It was carved in Russia, and then they, they sell them that way, and we wholesale buy them and, and resell them. But we have larger ones now that would fit, well, I'd say the the volume inside of it would be about what a, an average person's palm would hold. So a little larger bowl. You're not going to go eating cereal out of it or anything like that. But you could set 
prescription drugs in there, vitamins in there, other things in there that you want to have an effect on. I'm just kind of being vague for a reason. Um, and yeah, you could put, you know, I don't know, maybe a small pile of grapes in there or something. So a small amount of food or cat food, dog food, things like that, and you'll have an effect on it. So regardless, if we're talking about buying a bunch of shungite tiles and pushing them together, so then all of a sudden you have a maybe a, a shungite countertop or, or breadboard or something like that you could lay your food on, and it has a huge effect. Um, think structuring the food, so not just, now they, they'd call it homeopathy if we're talking about liquid or water, structuring it, making it biocompatible for an individual. In this case, we're talking food. So if you actually lay that, and if you if you if you eat meat or if it's just vegetables, whatever you're laying on there, it's going to move along those orgone energy lines uh, and become more compatible for the entity closest to it. So that's the person sitting there fixing the food, or if you're eating some grapes, dropping the grapes in the shungai bowl for a few seconds and then pulling them right out of there, it will structure the water molecules um, in yep in that grape before you eat it for you. Um, and that's just that's just how shungite has an effect um, and on many levels. So not, that's basically I'm telling you a way to have an effect on solid foods and not just liquids is up until this point, other than making putting your food in a shungite environment like your refrigerator that has a shungite magnet on it that does have an effect and will make a difference. This is a more direct individual programming of it. Again, so it aligns the food energetically to the individual near it, and then you eat it and you absorb more of the nutrients, regardless of what that is. Um, it could be some vegan meal or a big old meat meal, either way. Um, so there are uses for that. And, you know, you can use it as a, a coaster, even the, and we, we do have some bamboo shungite coasters available online on one of the sites, I believe. Um, or you can just use a regular shungite tile for the same thing and just put your drink on it. And it'll have an effect on your on your drink. So another way of having an effect on liquids without putting it directly in the liquid. And we talked about this before. Putting shungite in alcohol, you know, it alcohol is usually not a compatible energy, so it actually slows it down and removes the the effects of alcohol. So you can now have your if you're wanting to have you know your drink after work or a rough day or whatever, you can put it on a coaster without having it directly in the shungite and still have an effect on it. Um, so just just additional uses and ways to yeah, but you're not going to get the buzz. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there yeah. on, on the in that list of of research project papers, there's one where they actually proved that shungite in alcohol, like in a drink, takes the al gets rid of the alcohol. They they measured it. How much alcohol is left after this amount of time with the shungite in it? Oh crap! There's no alcohol in it. You know, um, and that and that makes perfect sense because alcohol is 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 really a toxic material, and it's rotating the wrong way. So when you try to rotate it the other way, it's a molecule loses its cohesion, its molecular cohesion, and it falls into atoms. It's not that we're influencing the energy effects of the alcohol; it's disappearing from the from the drink. You know, that's one of the the you can measure it if shungite's bs well how can you measure it and you can find that in that same list of uh reports because that's how i got so excited because i knew that because people were reporting it and the and the avocado that was the first indication we had in what was happening really happening in the refrigerator was an avocado 
that was opened up but then put in the refrigerator, which it will still turn brown. And it didn't. And um, at the same time that they realized that the, the avocado hadn't turned, they were making um, tuna fish. And oddly enough, I had made tuna fish at the same time. And I didn't make the connection initially. I'm going like, wow, this tuna fish is really good tuna fish. What 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 brand is it? You know? And they said, we just ate some tuna fish that tasted better than we've ever had before because it was in the refrigerator. You know? And uh, that's when we started understanding that, well, it's not just that you got an energy field going in, out from the refrigerator inside the torsion field is detoxifying the, the food. And one of the things that you can do to, you know, sort of like make it easier for yourself, I've got a lot of cats, and so I take the cat cans and I put them in the refrigerator. And then after, it takes almost immediately, but, but you know, the next day I take them out and I put them on the counter because I know that anything that was toxic in those things is now not there. Unfortunately, they don't really like the food because it probably has the good-tasting toxic shit gone. I don't know. I've tried everything with these cats. But you can do that. You can also... Um, some of these cans are aluminum, and you, they don't take the magnet good. But some of them are magnets. Um, so you can put you know, a magnet on, a, on, a, on a, the can and detoxify it that way but Walt took a piece of sheet metal and put it in his uh, pantry you know as a shelf thing on the shelf and then he put a magnet on there so anything that he puts on top of that magnet with the sheet metal you know acting like the the framework of the field um, detoxifies and that includes boxes of dry food and things like that so just pointing out Mark, you got that? Yeah. Mike? Yeah. No, I was adding um, that I think the, the Shungite uses for gardening and cooking uh, could, I mean, you know, people's testimonials that it could eventually be like a, a Shungite cookbook or gardening book, um, especially considering you guys had the, um, what do you call it, the, the Shungite moonshine story told, um, uh, what, months ago. It was like the best moonshine that was made up there in, in, in Washington. But um, was there any cooking testimonials people have shared using the, the Shungite bowl coaster or any ideas? I mean, now that we, we covered, I mean, um, that Shungite powder, you can ingest that safely. Uh, you know, just I don't know, have you guys um, heard any, any stories or ideas? Well, I'll just regarding- point out that you don't need to, to take teaspoons of this stuff. Okay, we're talking about sprinkling a little shungite, you know, into some food. A little bit. You don't need much. Remember, we're talking energy. We're talking about a very powerful capability of adding positive bio-compatible bio-life energies into your body. And you can do it with with appendants or you can do the ingestion thing. And, um, I mean, I, I do... I put it on the animal's food to be honest with you I don't really ingest it I just never thought that I needed it could be wrong I've been wrong a couple of times in my life 
Uh, yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> I can join that as well. And but I'm with you too. I don't sit around eating tablespoons of shungai honey every day. It's if I feel compromised in some way, or maybe feeling ill, or need a boost of energy, and then even that, like you were alluding to, it's not a tablespoon of powder and or even if we're talking shungai honey, which is an organic honey where we've added some shungai powder to it. It's not a huge amount. It's literally dip your, so in the Shanghai honey case, dip your finger in there. What? Maybe two, three drops will stick to your finger. Put that under your tongue and that's all you need. So there's not a huge amount of particles in that regardless, but it being in that, um, that substrate, that raw unpasteurized honey, you're going to benefit energetically. Um, and not just to mention that Shanghai similar frequencies as bees as well. Hence the whole Shanghai beehives project. Um, but it'll help your biome, your gut, your belly, of course, because there's good probiotics and things like that and enzymes and antimicrobial aspects to honey. So it's it's good on many levels. And the same thing, honey, cats and dogs, they'll eat it too. Um, and it works real well. So not a huge amount. It's not necessary. Oh, and then Mark, I was going to actually tie in, sorry, um, uh, when you're talking about different aspects of using it for um, consumption or food or utensils or things like that. Um, yes, I've also, I have a, and I can't find them anymore, but I have an actual, I guess we, it looked like a shungai, a carved shungai pen holder or pencil holder. In essence, it's just a small drinking cup, but we would, you know, at first glance, look at like a pen holder or something. Um, but yeah, I've had substances put in there and yes, alcohol will neutralize almost immediately being in there, but putting water or other tinctures and tonics, if you're into homeopathy, things like that. It does really give a great boost on that. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, the old that we, and we talked about a, a show or two ago, the Shungai and Diatomaceous Earth blend that we recently had to remove from online sales due to dramas because it worked. Um, but you can do that yourself. You can make that own blend and give it to, so I've had reports back, people giving to horses, um, actually putting it externally as well. And I'm talking about that powder blend and or honey, by the way. So actually take and still on a horse, if the horse had an injury, just stuck two fingers in a jar, lathered that shungite honey around the injury, wrapped it up and it just healed miraculously with no infection. And I've done this myself on, well, myself and I don't know how many different types of animals and critters actually using shungite um, in honey form or the powder uh, for healing purposes. So it's it's been used that way and on their food. So the shungite diatomaceous blend I was actually referencing um was put on the um, pick your farm animal, I don't know, goats, chickens, all of it, horses, cattle. Um, they were given that as well here locally in their food. And it took care of parasitic issues, digestive problems on whatever they stemmed from. And that could be a lot of things from just food that just didn't sit right or toxins in the food or environment that upset the tummies of these animals. Regardless, with the ingestion of some of that shungite, they had um, just really fantastic results and turnarounds. Dr. Carrie Maget, she... Maday. Maday, thank you, thank you. Um, I had the J there. It's a very spell, strange name, M-E-D-E-J, Maget. She was recommending uh, diatomaceous earth, too. She said she used, she's she been using it with a lot of uh, benefits. So... Even the medical doctors are going there now. Of course, the medical doctors that are awake and aware, not the other ones. You know, the practitioners. Anyway. So it might yeah, be... Yeah, I wanted to... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh. no, go. No, I wanted to add to that because I was listening to uh, Tenpenny and then the Five Doctors over the weekend and seeing what I could incorporate here in the show. But just as an addition to that, so they were all pushing the hydroxychloroquine um, uh, drug. And, of course, last year it was big on America's Frontline Doctors, Dr. Stella Emanuel. For, I mean, it's been around for decades. Um, and so this was also like usable for people who got the shots and people who are getting these shedding transmission effects uh, because Tenpenny was traveling nationally, flying and got sick and then used that. But anyway, um, it, it's always a drug. That, that's my, my uh, not gripe, but like um, observation. Um, but they never give what's the natural version of that. So you have... Um, uh, quinine, which is the tonic drink, and then and then before that you have uh, oh, what was the bark? It, uh, it was a certain bark that the quinine is from. Um, I just lost it. Oh, Jesuit bark. Um, cinchona uh, uh, bark is the name. So C I N C H O N A. It's a natural form because they were recommending for people to stock up on that. Um, you know, as like a, a prepper thing. Uh, but people can go to like Etsy or eBay to, to check out the tea or maybe the powder form because um, there was actually a uh, – trying to find the article here um, – article on um, – so 60, 60 to 70% of the third wave – here it is um, – greatgameindia.com, which everyone should bookmark because I want to reference a few titles in reference to uh, Shungite and stem cells, but um, – that site, a uh, third COVID wave will kill or hospitalize 60 to 70% of people who took both the vaccine doses, says official UK model. So when are we going to be seeing that here in, in the States? Probably fall or winter. And of course, you know, with the FDA seeing that they're starting to ban NAC uh, governments um, censoring Mercola for talking about vitamin D, I mean, they're going to go after HCQ so people can stock up on like the natural form. Uh, which I just bought some of the tea of the uh, Jesuit bark of uh, HCQ. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you guys want to have anything to add on that. And I'm struggling with my mute button. I was having some connection issues here, so I, to be honest, only got about a portion of that. Um, Nancy, did you get most of what Mark was talking about? I'm struggling with Skype techie issues here and are you with us nancy or anything oh sorry my mute was on down i See, know i'm sorry you're <laughs> having skype things. problems yeah not well not now yes we're we're for the next show remember we're working on a couple computers setting things up oh okay. um yeah so i'm trying to make sure things don't you know over get into this show right now while we're talking kind of thing um well basically the, the um the quinine comes from the, this bark that you only get in, I think it's Brazil or someplace South America anyway um, I don't know Mark because I, I did a check on it now granted I'm dealing with the orthodox medicine but they were um, kind of like this is a dangerous thing I don't know if I would recommend people just going out without doing a severe amount of research on this particular uh, product because it it can overdose you. There is there is uh, side effects and dangers associated with it. Have you picked up on any of that? Um, I've heard of that, but then that's coming from you know the MSM and and uh, what do you call it the medical mafia. So 
of course, and I mean, we're not giving medical advice; they're just ideas. But there's nothing wrong with drinking the the original the Jesuit tea bark. I mean, that that's just a natural supplement. So obviously, okay, use in moderation. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to be cautious, you know, that we don't give some. Information. Yeah, it's a drug. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Anything. All right. My at, my attitude is: you start out with a very very little bit of everything. You know, don't take the dosage they tell you. They're trying to sell you shit. Take as little as you can, you know, really, and just feel what you feel. Ask your higher self. When we get into the second show, Derek's going to, you know, start telling you about trusting your own gut. You know, how do you become, how do you take a a different look at reality from a different perspective? And you've really got to incorporate that into the way that you go through life because, you have to trust yourself. You can't trust what's happening out there. They lie all the time. And a lot of misconceptions are out there. You know, don't take what we say, as, unless we're talking Shanghai, um, don't take that as being, you know, the end-all definition of what we should do. We're just giving you, like Mark says, ideas, things that other people are talking about. And we don't know... A lot about any of this stuff. We're just passing on. Do your own research. I, I, you know, it's the only thing I can tell you to do is is be careful out there. But um, did you hear about this weird thing about making uh, quinine out of uh, grapefruit rinds? Uh, rind? Yeah, Dr. Northrup was going off on that a bunch of times on her Telegram and even on the last uh, five doctors talk on. Uh, um, Ten pennies a pod bean podcast. So, like orange peels or grapefruit peels, and something about boiling them. But um, she covered that, you know, Northrop constantly. So I'm just now, does, does she believe in it or not? Yeah, she drinks it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're calling it quinine. But then again, the, the only thing I could find about quinine was from the bark. And um, so the tonic and, water too, right? And tonic. Well, tonic water is derived of it. They put the yeah. stuff in it. That's why they get the tonic water. It's quinine is put in it. That's my understanding. Um, so there, there are things that can be done out there with this crazy ass um, situation with the uh, the vaccines. Now, Derek, I have a friend of mine who called me over the weekend, Saturday, and she said that she thought she had um, had a case of of the the, the flu, in my opinion. But she had had the two shots, and somebody in her neighborhood ended up not having shots, and she they came down with supposedly the COVID, and she didn't know that this was, you know, and she, she had had the two shots. She thought she was protected. And they don't tell you you're protected because it's not a vaccination. It is not designed to keep you from catching it. What it is designed to do is to manipulate your genetic, your your own genetics, your own DNA, so that you have a more rapid response, so that if you get it, it's not going to be as bad. And she had, you know, classic symptoms of what they have listed as COVID symptoms, flu symptoms, um, but she didn't have the respiratory problem. But she had the weirdest other symptom which was she said she had a massive and she talked about everything else and then she goes and oh this is the headache thing she said 
I would get this, it wasn't a migraine, it wasn't like sinus, it was right in the crown of my head, and it felt like somebody would hit me in the head with a hammer. What do you suppose that's all about? Oh, that's, yeah, there's, I don't know specifically, but I know what you're talking about, and I've seen other circumstances like that, um, and yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know, to be completely honest. And I actually, I'm sitting here Googling, looking up that quinine, too, and looking at it um, and seeing how it's sold. And, of course, I'm seeing it in aluminum cans and things like that, so I would avoid that. But everything's energy movement, so um, always be aware of that. And sometimes, you know, just just using your thoughts while you're eating or drinking something, you know, your intention. And, again, that's for the next show as well. Um, you'll have that energy moving. But there are so many levels of energy, Nancy, of course, and we all know this, that it's hard unless you're right there in that circumstance um, or doing a full-blown, you know, psychic remote viewing of the thing, um, seeing it happening. But I'm definitely looking at that quinine some more. That looks really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, too. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there. The hydrochloroquine is based on quinine. That's how they, they sort of, like, got into it, as far as I could see when I was researching it. Yeah, so the thing's been around for decades, and then we don't hear any controversy until last year when it's the most needed in the world. <laughs> yes. So that that's obviously suspicious. Um, when I get back to, into uh, uh, the last part of uh, my highlight of the Solaris interview where Derek talked about masks and Solaris part of the thing of um, uh, uh, the Morgellons and nano and parasites that are in the mask, but then are pretty much everywhere else in the environment, food, and wherever. Um, and then that the uh, mask contains the Teflon uh, uh, chemicals that are also in, in, in uh, cheap pans. I think that's my last highlight of uh, Derek's interview there. Oh, yeah, the PTFEs. And, yeah, we were talking about the, uh, yeah, just like you were mentioning, the, the blue masks specifically, um, but not just them. There's other masks and swabs that have those chemicals in them that are, well, they've been shown to cause cancer, uh, the PTFEs, the, it's Teflons, things like that. So if somebody's still using Teflon pans, um, I suggest doing your research on that one, and then you'll end up tossing them out. But even on the swabs, when you bring those up, it's not just the masks, but yeah, and I was asked, I don't know if it was on that show or another one, um, about the swabs, and yes, there are little particles on many of the swabs i'm talking about the nose one so if they're being testing you for covid and they're putting this that'll probably feel like a foot long q-tip going down your nose and they're probably good six inches to get deep in there in your nasal cavity there are um soon to be i'll put it that way living organisms on those and these swabs are actually made in china and outside of the country not that it you know that that's the the key factor but they are coming from outside um and they they are entering little little worm-like critters into your, your biofield, your energy field, in your sinuses. Um, and then, of course, there's lots of veins and structures in your sinuses, meaning direct access to your blood system, bypassing your, your gut, the acids, things like that. Um, yeah, so there's something to all of that, too. And so, But, again, there is stuff in our environment all over the place. Some of these things are being sprayed in the air. So, really, it brings us all back to our individual vehicle, our body, trying to not be in a compromised state energetically, emotionally, or physically staying healthy. So those things will affect people with compromised immune systems and 
feelings or energy centers. So if you're in a, a stressful anxiety state of mind and things like that, well, that's going to affect your, your energy body, your aura as well, and let more harmful things in. Um, because you're not just your body, you're your energy body, your aura, call it what you want, but you're, you have multiple bodies. Um, and if they can't get in physically, because maybe they put something in the food and that person's chosen to go all vegan and whatever they put in the food was in the meat, well, they're going to find another way. So there's always stuff. So long story short, always watch yourself and um, stay as healthy as you can because we're in a, you know, a, an environment that, that, you know, is not totally compatible with us. So, and then, then there's outside factors that are kind of, you know, coming in on us where they put stuff in your food, air, water. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd be, the swabs are, there's stuff to that. And then on the masks, like I said, the Teflons and we've done a whole show, I think Nancy and Mark on the, the lacking or um, hindrance of orgone energy flow through masks, not just the, I think they call them M95 masks, the blue ones and the other ones, but any mask, if you're breathing through clothing, all of it, especially GMO made masks. So genetically modified um, fabrics from different uh, materials and things all slows that orgone flow and then affects your cognitive thought processes and it all ties in together. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd be aware of all of those things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> since I, I brought up that uh, new site, great game India, they had a, uh, an article just came out like for the weekend, man's lung bursts pushing his heart to the right while running wearing a mask. Um, in the coronavirus epicenter city of Wuhan, a man's lung compressed 90% with a burst forcing his heart to the right side of his body. Health officials believe the man's lung burst because he was wearing a mask while running. So here on uh, this side of the West Coast, I still t see tons of people wearing masks outside. And then since I'm in the performing arts scene, um, a lot of the events are outdoors and some of the classes and socials are people outdoors wearing masks. So um, and then, Derek, you still have that um, uh, organic uh, cloth mask for for sale on your site. And then what, how how can we apply shungite powder or shungite rocks to a mask to help people circulate, let alone like maybe just wearing it uh, on one's person? Colloidal silver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's true. And no, we don't because yet that's another product that works that we got. Um, let's just say alerted to. So I just, again, I'm going to default, teach everybody how to do it themselves. Um, so yes, what Mark was alluding to, we had organic cotton masks and you can find those online so you can get your own. And then a good colloidal silver um, with, you know, at least 10 or 15 parts per million PPM on it. And then spray the exterior and interior of that organic cloth mask. And that's what I found. So if you find yourself in environments where you are required to wear a mask for whatever reason, that is the mask or type of mask I wore. Um, and it is. You can you can either make your own colloidal silver. There's devices. You can do it at home. takes a couple hours. Um, and there's a whole process to that. Maybe in the future we'll do a show. But you can purchase that and then just spray the masks, uh, again, on the inside and out. And then tying into what you had also mentioned, Mark, as far as the, the shungite, um, there are double layered mask and in fact a lot of them are and people just don't know it but there there's usually two layers to the masks so what i've done is actually you can open up the top of one of them um and you if you have shungai particles you can put on it really depends what you're trying to do i'm not suggesting so i suggest not inhaling shungai powder if you can help it so it's not no there aren't good particles for your lungs your lung isn't meant to have particles in it if you can help it now good luck on that 
welcome to our reality in 2021, especially in America, take a breath. There's going to be something in that breath you don't want. That's just what's in our environment. So that's why it defaults back to a few minutes ago. Always check your own biome, you know, stay healthy, make sure you don't have a compromised immune system so that we can exist longer in this environment. Um, but one thing I, I did see done what, or have done was somebody took a Shungite sphere, wrapped their mask around it, and just kind of squeezed it, held it on there. So you're not necessarily getting a whole bunch. Sure, there's going to be a few particles transferred here and there, but it's more about getting that organic mask in that full Shungite environment. So a sphere the size of, say, my hand, um, and actually wrap the masks around that and then use them. So that was just another option. I know that's not something everybody can do, but you can also do it with a nugget if that's what you had. Um, but but do just a little warning there. Watch particles. I would not go sprinkling powder on your mask or something like that. Um, but having it in that Shungite environment, the solid nuggets does have an effect too. So it helps. It's just more energy flow. It's not that you're physically going to breathe easier through that mask, but there is the the energetic particles within the mask will structure just like everything else does. If it's soil or uh, an animal's gut with Shungite in that environment, it will align energetically for you. So yeah, in essence, think a homeopathy mask you're breathing through um, or container. So just be creative and don't, don't let me limit you either. Look for other reasons or ways to use it. What if somebody puts uh, one, Shungite rock or three in the mask. Um, I assume that'll help too. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I'd probably do like the little Bucky ones. So when we call it Bucky, what we call little chips or small pieces. No, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Is, you know, of course, make sure it doesn't go through the mask sort of thing. But no, that's that's and we've had them secure. I think maybe it was you, Mark, who suggested um, taking Shungite beads through the the ear. I'm not sure what they're called, but the ear straps of a mask and kind of putting it, running it through a bead or it adhering the shungite beads i'm talking about to the mask itself so then they're around your your head as well so you're not necessarily breathing through them um but at least they're up in your your environment and in this case it'd be around your temples or whatnot or if, it might even been a mark thing again but as far as small shungite beads blending together um a mask if, if somebody had the wherewithal to do such that might not be a nice bad idea I'm going. I'm going to take the another stand here because it's not the shungite that keeps gets the organ moving. It's the nanoparticles of silver. When you put the when you have a mask, anything that's organic acts like a battery, stops the organ flow. This is Wilhelm Reich talking, Doctor Reich. And when you have metal, it causes it, it attracts the organ, but also moves the organ. So the idea of having the colloidal silver, which is really nanoparticles of silver in water, you're embedding the silver in the mask itself. And that is increasing the organ flow. It has nothing to do with the quality of the air or anything else. It, it, it's organ. Because you remember when you first put the mask on, you felt like you couldn't breathe. And that was because, yeah, you, you were still getting enough oxygen in, yeah, we got strong, good lungs, 
but the organ wasn't going. And for energy sensitive people, you take the the breath of life out of the process, and yeah, you can still absorb it through your skin and stuff. But it's that breathing thing. That's why when people get into the breathing in there, they think it's oxygen. Well, there's some oxygen. Get high on oxygen, but it's the organ. You're bringing more and more organ when you do the deep breathing in. I'm I'm a real proponent for for putting colloidal silver on those masks and and you'll be fine don't worry about the rest of it get the silver on there get that organ moving yeah, that even, uh, go ahead yeah you can wash the masks too then spree retreat it so yes they tell you to because of you know different bacteria things and your masks sometimes get moist depending on your environment or how much you're breathing through it um so you can still wash your cloth masks and then reapply another coating of colloidal silver from a little spray bottle absolutely absolutely um anyway that, that i just wanted to point that out to to me it's the or, the organ the concept of organ is that when it's with metal it's moving when it's in organics like organic being cotton paper um it it acts like a battery so just be aware of the fact that the problem some people are having is uh, not a lack of oxygen, it's a lack of organ. So, sorry you interrupted here. Let's go. <laughs> Mark, you were on a roll. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> as you guys were talking about uh, uh, Shungite um, stripping alcohol, so if a car has an S4 magnet on it and someone were drinking in that car, I assume they wouldn't get drunk, right? Okay, can you? I think it sounds sounds like we're both messing with our signals. Here. Yes, Mark, I wouldn't recommend that people drink in a car, whether they got shungite in there or not. That's just, you know, the cop. Yeah, the car's is, not running, is my assumption. <laughs> well, no, I know, but like you know, a cop comes up. Oh, it's all right. I can drink in the car and drink. I've got shungite in it. Yeah, I don't think that. You think you'll take the trip to the, to the cell. <laughs> um, I would think yes. I think I would think probably that might be correct. What do you think, Derek? And, and I was just going to say, if I can hear one more time, because I think I missed. I think he was asking about a shungite magnet on a car, and then maybe consuming alcohol in correct. a parked car. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I have no idea to be honest. I don't know if it would have an effect or not. If it has, to, I haven't done that experiment to see how close the shungite would need to be to the alcohol to be in it, around it, because um, I'm not a drinker. So it's it's hard to to do that. I don't know to be honest. Interesting question though. So if somebody tests that out in a parked car, engine not running, yeah, no keys, <laughs> yeah, and not in the garage with the engine running. Right, you know? right, right, right. Oh my god. No, interesting question. I love how how Mark's going out there and looking at it from again a wider perspective. So that's awesome. Um, so let's keep doing that, and, and we'll figure it all out together. Great. Yeah, another one. Um, uh, this this news headline made me think about an old uh, YouTube Shungite video. So uh, the news story is German scientists find how broken parts of C19 vaccine mutate to trigger blood clots. Um, let me see. They found that broken parts of the J&J and AstraZeneca vaccines uh, mutate to trigger blood clots in recipients. Scientists say the vaccine is sent into the cell nucleus instead of the surrounding fluid, where parts of it break off and create mutated versions of themselves. The mutated versions then enter the body and trigger blood clots. So 
Um, the S4 stickers, I mean, Nancy did like at least three videos on YouTube that are still up that they do um, trigger an increase of uh, uh, stem cell uh, proliferation. So concurrent to that, of course, um, an S4 sticker in a cell phone even uh, should help one's blood circulation. So if we have family members or friends that have already gotten the shot or are planning to, I mean, we could actually maybe um, just have them uh, like put an S4 in their cell phone or the various S4s um, uh, that are in the store on their person so that, you know, their life forces stabilize, grounded, and you got the stem cell thing going. Am I right to make that uh, assumption? Yeah, yeah, I would actually agree with that. And there's, and I'm going to actually avoid saying the product's name online um, or on air. But there's already a company doing similar ones using um, patches and stickers and things like that for activating uh, stem cells. And yes, the and I've talked to them about that, these individuals, um, and they're actually going to integrate Shungite's frequency into it. And there's several companies doing this. Um, we've actually sent a piece of our cosmic silver Shungite, the Shungite tumbled on pure silver, to them so they can get the frequency and then integrate that into their remote healing device. But yeah, Shungite does have an effect on... Um, you, your body, so that would be stem cells as well, and especially if you have the under anybody has the understanding of that. Well, activating my stem cells and regenerating, rebuilding myself from the inside out. Well, then that's what's going to happen because you are your imagination and feelings. So use it. So no, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Got the mute there. Um, so uh, Nancy, do you have something to? Well, uh, yeah, so because we saw it in the blood when we were doing a, a, a test with um, blood cells looking under, being looked at through an electronic uh, microscope, and it was the person whose blood it was, she was an RN, and she suddenly went, whoa, and she said, I'm seeing uh, this, the stem cells in, in the blood, and she's going, there's one, one, two, she's counted six of them. She said, I'm too old to be making stem cells. I've never, in my own blood, I'm, she's the one that was doing the, the testing. She said, I've never seen s these before. So you're saying to me now that there's people out there that have a frequency that will cause a, g a generation of stem cells. Is that what they're working with? Derek? Oh, regenerate. Okay, yes, they are, and they're patches um, that you can put on your skin, and it's a frequency, of course. So then it has, uh, in their understanding, and I just went through about half the website the other day. Um, you can put it on different spots, and it does. It has an actual frequency emanation from it, boosting that in your environment. So, yes, it'll trigger stem cell production, um, kind of turn them into high gear and to what level and all the specifics I don't know I'd still have to mess with it myself and play um, but it does does have an effect so it's doing something that's for sure on a positive note so yeah and there, um, again I don't I don't know that I want to say too much and so I look more into it because it come across as a recommendation so I really want to research more but they're not there's several of them so if somebody just types in um, you know, sticker, stem cell regeneration, stem cell regeneration. Uh, these various products and uh, devices will come up online. Well, hopefully I can remember to ask uh, Walt about it, because if, if it's a frequency that they found, you know, he'll just make a frequency of sound. 
and people can listen to it and boom. I'll ask him tonight. God, I, sh I probably should write myself a note. I'm going to write myself a note because I say this on this show and then I get with Walter and I get completely off track. What did I just say? Stem cells. Okay. I have to do notes all day, every day. There's just so much happening to remember. So. I must be getting old because I never use notes. Because I never never knew where I put them. And then I'd read them and I'd go, what the hell does that mean? So I decided trying to remember was better. <laughs> but Yeah, I've had that issue. I'll put a couple words and I go, what the heck was that? And then autocorrect or auto mistake, we'll call it, get involved. And then I have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead, Mark. So adding to that, uh, I want to reference people to a uh, website, tenpennyfiles.podbean.com, because I've been mentioning the five doctors discussing personal approaches to health. So that'd be Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Lee Merritt, uh, Northrup, and Madej. Um And each on their own when they do interviews are, are amazing. Uh, and this one's really good. And one of the highlights was uh, from Dr. Northrup where she said that uh, general, and this is a quote, generally in medicine, we are 17 years behind in what would really help. That's the figure we hear over and over. But by the time something's found to be helpful, it takes 17 years to get it into regular practice. Vitamin D is one of those things. It doesn't get accepted into medicine for about 17 years. So that's pretty big. I knew that the gap was huge, but I mean, we just we saw this year and last year just how big that gap is, but the, getting an exact number is, is amazing to and, and people should follow her on Telegram. And then so a, a couple other highlights in that um, uh, podcast was Dr. Lee Merritt getting the the shedding transmission thing from physical contact uh, from a patient, taking hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. She was fine after that. She had like a nonstop nosebleeds, you know, diarrhea and, and uh, the nosebleed part, I mean. Um, but And that stopped it with those two. So now we have the natural form of HCQ, which is great. Uh, and she recommends – you know, they, they all give the recommendation – and Dr. Tenpenny, too, who did a, a, a talk here uh, up in Sacramento and came back, had a headache, nausea, took HCQ, and she was fine. 45 minutes, all the symptoms were gone. There was a recurrence, but then she took it again, so she was okay. So, you know, obviously people, re, you know, stock up on that and then getting it powered with shungite um, it could be pretty nonstop as far as uh, keeping ourselves, you know, at the optimal level. Um, let's see what else we can go off on here uh sorry just going over my notes i don't know um last 10 minutes of the show where can we find the um the new show um i heard it was on youtube and how can people participate live derek oh yeah actually nothing changes so for anybody listening now um we're we're going to use the same chat room right where we're at because it's it's all linked together so it's really go nowhere keep keep doing it from here. Um, but if we're later, for those that aren't listening live, it, it will be available on the new YouTube channel, Metaphysical Perspectives. And that you can either just type that in YouTube and it'll, it'll bring it there. Or there's a link on the top of mysticalwares.net's website. It'll YouTube icon and click on that and it'll take you to the, the YouTube channel. And then because this is the new show starting, but there's already, I don't know, a couple dozen past shows of different types or interviews or me talking Shungai, just different collection of, of broadcasts that are up there now on the Metaphysical Perspectives YouTube channel. So there's already some some stuff up there, um, and that's where we'll be uploading, well, the next show we'll be jumping into in about 10 minutes. 
um, providing it, it all goes smoothly and, you know, we keep it and put it up there and we're going to cross our fingers for that one, Nancy, for technical issues. Um, and from this end, because uh, Jalissa and I are both going to be on the show, we're actually nearby each other. So we're just talking about as far as in the same room, hopefully we don't have audio problems and we'll sort all that out as it goes, but it will end up on that channel. Great. So uh, I went to see, uh, I think I mentioned this last week on the show, I went to see Dr. Judy Mikovits down at San Jose, the Calvary Church, where they've uh, resisted the lockdowns. So it started and then pretty much the, one of the, the only place in, in California where um, uh, they have no masks indoors and they've always been like that. So uh, saw her live. I don't think the video has been posted online yet, but she did talk about um, – pretty much the, what the five doctors are mentioning of using HCQ and ivermectin against uh, uh, the shedding transmission thing. And um, one thing that stood out was saying that cannabis is a, a vaccination. And I mentioned the paper a couple of weeks ago on the show, a few weeks ago, uh, cannabid, uh, how do you say this? cannabid oil uh, inhibits SARS-CoV-2 replication and promotes the host innate immune response. Cliff High posted it on his Twitter a month ago too, so um, people can look at that paper, uh, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was a good talk, and she's going to have a book about the plague of corruption coming out. And um, oh, one she did do a Q and A, and one thing that was highlighted was someone asked about um, there was a news bit about uh, blood transfusions and how um, you know. How do we differentiate between people who got the shot versus people who don't? And there is technology being worked on to decontaminate the blood so that it can be, you know, back to its original state or, or pure, uh, a form of a decontamination technology. Um, and then I guess she recommended other stuff as far as natural healing against protecting against the uh, uh, shedders, uh, quercetin, um, cannabis, of course, hyperbaric chamber, um, yeah, hopefully that, that video get posted, but um, it was a really good talk. And if you do uh, YouTube her name, she did do a talk in Monterey, like a Q&A, so that'll be pretty helpful, about a half hour. Um, yeah, so that's what I have to add on that. Okay, so do you want to um, leave and check things out? we got about six I'm, minutes. Little, uh... Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what we're doing right now. That's why I'm kind of staggering with this mute button. So I'm going to bow out for the next, you know, five, ten minutes till we start the next show and get the techie part going on this end. Well, it, I'm going to give you five minutes at the end of this, but you've got five five minutes here, so you got ten minutes. <laughs> okay, perfect. And we won't be disconnecting, so I'll see everybody on the other end here shortly. Okay, thank you for a good show. Oh, yeah, no, thank you, and thank you, Mark. Thanks so much, Derek. Looking forward to the next show. Okay, so Mark, there was something. Yeah, what yeah, we... definitely. Um, so in connection to the Mikeovitz talk, um, uh, Project Camelot interviewed her and uh, Dr. Robert O. Young, who specializes in um, um, nano stuff. And uh, a couple of the quotes I had was that um, Dr. Young said, "Oh, I've isolated the virus." Um, he said, you can just walk out your door and you can see the virus all around you, these pulsating vibrational frequencies. He was talking about the, the cell towers. Um, and he said, to you need to reinforce your own vibrational frequency and maintain it against foreign pulsating frequencies. So obviously, he had his own 
uh, medallion he was wearing. But you know, this, this is what that this show is all about: uh, the uh, Shanghai and its different energy device uses. Uh, his other quote was: "Electromagnetic pollution causes the corona effect. When it connects to you, you get connected from inoculation, the nanotech. They can do it all sorts of creative ways: the Q-tip, PCR test, in the food, uh, airplane aeros- aerosolization." Um, so you, one should always ask what they're drinking, eating, breathing, and thinking, and that <clears throat> the virus is lack of knowledge. Uh, the corona effect deteriorates uh, cell membranes, which happens right before inoculation. Uh, it's like taking taking in a snake venom. Um, so you need to protect yourself from the Internet of Things and the Internet of Bodies. And this made me think back to last year when uh, Nancy said that Shungite uh, does protect against coronavirus. Um I mean, obviously, it, it grounds us and increases our energy detoxes, but I don't know, Nancy, if you can elaborate a little bit on that when you mentioned that last year. Say that again. I got myself looking at chat. I got to get out of this chat thing, and I spaced out for the last sentence you said. <laughs> what was your last Oh, it sentence? was just that Shanghai does protect against coronavirus. You mentioned that last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In my – well <laughs> – because I know the connection between the 5G and other, you know, EMF, um, and the symptoms. The sim- okay. The symptoms of 5G poisoning are the same symptoms that you see in the COVID. But the COVID symptoms also include the flu symptoms. What they've done is that they've decided that these symptoms fall under the category of COVID even though they could match many other things. So anybody that's got any of those symptoms, it's like, oh, yeah, you got COVID. No, that's not necessarily true. Um, now, you said that he isolated the virus? He says he did? Oh, but he was making, he was making the, yeah, okay, okay, got it. it. It's because they have not isolated the virus. This is what's so really demonic about the situation is that they do not have a picture of the virus. They don't have it captured. There's no full virus. What you find in the in the bodies, if you're getting these testing, is pieces of virus because the viruses have been destroyed by your immune system. And speaking of those, that testing, um, uh, Fulwerk, uh, Reinhard Fulwerk, he is a lawyer that is one of 1,000 lawyers and 10,000 physicians who have determined that the real problem in all this is, in fact, the testing. Because the guy that made the testing did not make it for anything even close to diagnostic work. Not even close. Okay? So all of the things they've done because everybody's got COVID is based on testing that isn't can't give you that information it's it's all bogus and that's where they're they're looking at the legal end of it so if you still have an option to do or not do that damn testing don't do it it's ridiculous we're at the end of the show mark thank you nancy that was great yeah and uh hello show i appreciate everybody now we're going to start it's going to be a five minute break here between us and and the next show but don't go anyplace. We're all connected. Mark's going to sign out. Um, and, Mark, thank you so much for the show, and have a great thank day. Thank you, Nancy. All it was right. Fun. We'll Take see care. you next time. Thank you. You have been listening to the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. 
Thank you for being here. Be safe.